You're listening to the Fitness Matters Podcast, and this is episode number 217, 2022 Goals. Welcome to the Fitness Matters Podcast, where every week we talk about the fitness matters that matter to you. I'm Paula B., YouTuber, certified life and weight loss coach, soon to be author, and your best middle-aged fitness friend. Are you ready to talk about the fitness mindset that matters to you? Me too. Let's go. Hello, 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 my friends. We are talking about goals today. I don't know why I'm singing that as a song, except I'm so excited to talk to you about setting goals for 2022. I saw a meme today. I'm distracting myself here in the first 30 seconds. I saw a meme today and I don't remember. Oh, it was a picture of Ben Affleck looking just thoroughly dejected as sometimes Ben Affleck does. And it says, when you realize that 2022 is actually, and this is much easier to see when it's visual, but it's 2020 comma two, meaning two oh oh, like also, <laughs> meaning, oh my gosh, we could have a replay of 2020. <laughs> that would have been so much funnier if you would have seen it. It doesn't really translate verbally, does it? I'm sorry about that. Rosie didn't think so either. I don't know if you can hear her. She is just meowing. She's probably hungry, but she's going to wait because I'm in the middle of recording a podcast and I am so excited to talk to you. Here I am singing again. (laughs) So you guys, when last we left off last week, we were actually having a book club and wanted to tell you super quickly. So the book club this month, the month of January, in partnership with Chirp Audiobooks, we are reading How Emotions Are Made by Lisa Feldman Barrett. And I don't have that in front of me, and I really hope that's her name. Um, I am so excited to read this book. I I, I have not read it. I, I, am, <laughs> I want to be really clear. I'm not necessarily recommending it to you. Like, oh, this was a book that I read and loved. I I'm excited to read this because I think it's going to challenge a lot of what I know. And I really hope that it also corroborates at least some of what I know, because otherwise this could be lots of fun. I'm, I'm looking for a really nice mix of both challenging and corroborating because I think, I think that would feel good, right? <laughs> That's what I always hope for, is to feel good. And then sometimes along the way, it feels messy. And that is sort of a little bit of foreshadowing for the rest of our podcast. But let me tell you, I'm super excited because this book really specifically for my new Chirp um, audiobook users, you can have $5 off either this or any of your, your any books in your first purchase with the code Paula5. It's P-A-H-L-A and the number five with no spaces. And this book really specifically, my dear Canadian friends, this one is available in Canada. I know that the last two books have not been. So while I was working with Chirp to try and figure out like, hey, what are we doing in January and what's going on with it? I was like, we have to have a book that's at least available in Canada. Um, because that is where Chirp... Um, distributes too. They are, they are relatively, they're a small subsection of a larger book company whose name I don't know. And it's not me trying to be oblique. I literally can't come up with it right now. Um, and so they only distribute in the U S and Canada, which, which means that the audience is always going to be limited as opposed to like my fully international audience. And so I do, first of all, just apologize for that, but also because it is limited, I wanted to make sure that it wasn't even more limited than that. So this month's book is available in Canada. Also, I'm super, super excited about reading it. 
Um, depending on where you're watching or listening, there will be some kind of link and a reminder. You don't have to go back and listen again. It's got the code written out for you so that you can go directly to Chirp if you'd like to. And let me just clarify, I feel like I've said this before, but let me make it really clear, especially for my fully international audience. You don't have to listen to the book on audio to participate as part of the book club. I want to hear your opinions, no matter how you take in this book, whether you read it, you know, a year ago, or you're reading it right now, whether you get it from your library or chirp or wherever, I, I invite you to be part of the book club and part of the conversation because, oh my gosh, so much fun last week. If you haven't listened to it, let me tell you that episode 216, where we talked live on zoom, it was so much fun, um, about the last book, Brene Brown's The Gifts of Imperfection such a fun conversation. I, I had a lot of thoughts and feelings. About it. I was super nervous about going into it. And that was really interesting for me to have the mind management of, you know, why do I feel nervous? What do I think could possibly go wrong? And the things that could possibly go wrong did, <laughs> meaning that I had forgotten to look up beforehand the name of the, or the number of the episode so I looked that up, not entirely live. I was live on camera, but I was not recording yet. So in front of my, my live studio audience, I, I went and looked up the episode number. And then for the life of me, I was trying to say in partnership with Chirp, because that is the wording that I have worked out with Chirp to, you know, how to present this book club. Couldn't come up with it. I said in with participation or something like that. <laughs> which was super funny to me. Like even while the words were coming out of my mouth, I was like, yeah, this is what I was nervous about. I was nervous I was going to mess up. And then I did and it was fine. <laughs> so you guys, you guys, hey, let's talk about 2022. One of my goals is to mess up as much as possible, live if possible, because I feel like a fully fully alive human being when I am making mistakes and when I am living in those mistakes that are never mistakes. Because here's what I want to tell you about when last we were together about 2021, 2022, setting goals, setting resolutions. Just a quick note to the aside, I want to tell you that I am actually using the word goals this year. Over the past several years, I have called them resolutions. And this year, first of all, it's on brand. Second of all, it's just, it's how I think about things. You are welcome to use the word resolution. I have in the past done exactly that. And I am telling you that the word that I am using this year and probably going forward is just going to be goals because, because that's me. I'm the get your goal kind of girl, <laughs> which we're going to talk about also. Um, anyways, when last we were together, I was telling you about the wrap up of 2021. And I noticed after I recorded that, that I still kind of felt like I had some unfinished business. I, I have noticed, I have observed myself behaving a certain way and feeling certain ways and, and not done a lot of mind management on it, but simply been aware of well, isn't this interesting? Huh, I wonder what's going on with me around my goals, around, you know, it being the end of the year and kind of wrapping up. And and I, I've noticed that since I recorded that episode and, you know, officially wrapped up 2021, that I still had some feelings about it, which means, of course, that I had some thoughts about it because your thoughts always create your feelings. When you feel something, there's a thought there. And I had done very little exploring about what that thought 
was or what those thoughts, because, you know, if there's one, there's always a party of them. (laughs) So I had done very little exploring and I finally sat down and explored what was in my brain. Like what, what was it that felt like unfinished business? And I will tell you, it was literally unfinished business. I, I was trying so hard to manage my mind around how to look forward, even while I was wrapping up and looking back. Like I was trying so hard to create a lesson out of it. I mean, literally even called the podcast episode that. Like finding, hey, where, what can I take from this? How can I grow from this? And the thing that I missed out on was very, very simple. And it was that... I felt disappointed. I had a thought. I missed the mark. That was my thought. I missed the mark, meaning that I had not met my stated goal of attracting 500,000 subscribers. And the thing that was really interesting about this is that I knew going into the year that I wasn't likely to hit 500,000 subscribers. I mean, it was always a pie in the sky so far just not out of reach, but out of like reality. It was an impossible goal that I set for myself. So, so why in the world could I be disappointed? This is what I kept telling myself. I kept arguing with myself about, you've got nothing to be disappointed about. You, you know, you practically doubled your subscribers. You doubled your income. Like you succeeded in so many ways. Like here are all the ways I created an entire podcast about here are all the ways in which I succeeded. And yet there was still this thought, I missed the mark, that created a feeling of disappointment for me. Now, I know that lots of you, lots of us, lots of me, in fact, feel that the point of managing your mind is is so that you don't have to feel disappointed so that you can, you know, take that thought and be like, well, this is an unhelpful thought. And now, now I don't have to think it. And now I don't have to feel that. But I will tell you, But what that created for me, trying not to feel that disappointment, was another layer of feeling like I hadn't finished things, like I wasn't done with 2021. And as soon as I felt that disappointment and acknowledged that, of course, that disappointment came from a thought. It didn't come from not meeting my goals. It didn't come from, you know, the number of subscribers I have in much the same way that feeling accomplished and successful is not going to come from having 500,000 subscribers, but rather the thought that I will have when I see the number 500,000. I will think something along the lines of, I did it, I accomplished the thing I set out to do, and then I will feel successful and accomplished. The number itself is just a number. I mean, 500K, that could that could relate to so many things. 500,000 could be feathers. <laughs> like it could be anything. It is literally meaningless as a number and devoid of value or meaning until I have a thought about it. So, so yes, I could outthink myself from feeling this disappointment, except for the fact that I had, I had something to learn there. And the thing that I had to learn is that it's totally okay to feel disappointment and that I'm capable, I'm literally physically capable of feeling disappointment and it doesn't kill me and it doesn't ruin my day and it doesn't mean anything about me and it doesn't mean that I can't move forward and it doesn't mean anything. I'm capable and I did feel 
my disappointment. And the thing that's really funny about that is because I, I've heard and I've even, I think I've even said to you out loud that you know, on your way to getting your goal, you're going to feel lots of uncomfortable emotions. You're going to feel lots of discomfort, lots of disappointment, lots of discouragement. You're going to feel lots of things that you don't really want to feel. And you have to be willing to feel those things. And intellectually, I was 100% willing to feel those things. In fact, I even, no, I didn't think that I had felt it. I thought that I had managed myself out of it. (laughs) I thought I had fooled myself. (laughs) But I was simultaneously saying the words, I'm willing to feel disappointment, and avoiding the actual feeling in my body of the vibration of disappointment. So when I sat down to actually feel the disappointment, not just be intellectually willing to feel it, but feeling it in my physical body, it was like, oh, this is what I had to do in order to move forward. This was the thing that was unfinished with that business of 2021. I had to feel the feelings generated only by the thoughts, generated not by the outcomes that I created for myself, only because of my thoughts. But I had those thoughts, finding them, feeling them all the way through, letting them dissipate, has created for me now, not the act of of feeling it, but helped spark the feeling of, oh, okay, well, now now I'm done with that and I can move forward. So you guys, moving forward, I'm so excited about 2022. And let me tell you, let me just tell you right straight up, it's another impossible one. I am already looking forward to feeling disappointment at the end of 2022 because I am setting myself another impossible goal. However, this year, and I know we talked about this, I think we just talked about it when we were talking about wrapping up 2021, but I know for sure we talked about it at the beginning of 2021 when I was telling you that, you know, the the reasons why we would set a time-bound goal or not a time-bound goal. I am officially not setting myself a time-bound goal this year for a couple of reasons. And and really the main one is that I want to feel both challenged and corroborated, really, a lot like the book club throughout this however long it takes, rather than spending the lion's share of my time thinking about time. I've noticed that I have a lot to resolve around time And I want to give myself the space to resolve that as it comes up and simultaneously allow myself, frankly, to feel successful. That is is probably the biggest thing that I take away from 2021 is that I put myself in a position where I knew I had a lot of work to do. I knew I had a lot of mental work to do. I knew there was going to be a lot of discomfort. I knew there was going to be a lot of growth. I knew there was going to be a lot of challenging and a lot of looking for my thoughts and a lot of feeling uncomfortable and apparently disappointed. And I did not offer myself quite enough space to feel successful. And I think that's really interesting because at the time, it didn't really occur to me. And this is This is actually where I want to start before I even tell you about my goals for 2022. One of the other 
again, many, many thoughts that I had at this thought party (laughs) regarding my 2021 goals and my 2022 goals is that I, I had a thought that because I didn't meet my goals, I can't teach you how to set and get your goals. I thought that was a very interesting thought, created all kinds of like kind of impostery feelings in me, which I have felt through numerous times. So that one actually dissipated pretty quickly, but it allowed me the chance to kind of explore that thought. Like, what do I think about being a person who has not created a specific goal that I set for myself, that I told the world that I was going to set for myself, and then moving forward from there, even though I didn't get that goal? Like, does that mean I quit? Does that mean that I'm just never going to get that goal? Does that mean that I'm, well, mostly just quitting? Like, that was the word that came to me numerous times, which is why I'm sharing it with you. Like, am I a quitter because of that? Which, for long, long, long time listeners of the podcast, you will know that I, I thought I had resolved all of my I'm a quitter feelings, all of my I'm a quitter thoughts. This was something, gosh, that I dealt with many, 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 many years ago, which is part of why I felt like I was ready last year to do this time-bound goal so that I could get it or not and and kind of deal with the repercussions. And here I am dealing with the repercussions. I mean, truly, I, I suspect that my 2021 goals have kind of far-reaching consequences into 2022 as far as the things that I am still going to learn from myself about setting a goal that I didn't achieve. So so to clarify the answer to that one, I'm not quitting on the goal. I mean, I'm not quitting YouTube. And really, as long as I am on YouTube, I am still striving to gain subscribers and grow my channel. So, So therefore, the word quit really doesn't apply and or possibly but i'm i'm changing the wording of the goal to still be inclusive of attracting basically as many followers as i can or as will come to me in a way that again i won't have to work as hard for <laughs> That sounds like such a funny way of putting it. And I hope that I hope that I'm being as clear as well, I'm I am being as clear as I can be, which is to say that some of you will get it, some of you won't. Maybe I get it, maybe I don't. I, it's hard to say. I what I want to do with my goals this year is find a balance between pushing myself and being really loving and gentle with myself. And it's funny because I had not come up with my word of the year for myself yet. I have my goals, but I have not created words of the year, which I don't know if I shared with you last year. Um, and I will share with you really briefly. Oh, I think I did on the, on the last, on the 2015, um, episode number 2015 about, or not 2015, <laughs> 215, about my words of the year, which were love, gratitude, spaciousness, generosity, giving, decisive, open, and clear. Um, I'm pretty sure that one of my words this year is going to be gentle. That that word is starting to really create for me a feeling that I want to cultivate even more of of gentleness towards myself, gentleness towards the world, gentleness towards you, just a gentler touch with my brand, my approach, my life, my humanness, my my world, everything. 
Um, I'm not sure what are the other, what the other words are going to be. I'm still really giving myself the space, which again, spaciousness was a word last year. Spaciousness was actually a word for me in 2019 as well. I suspect that there will be some, I, if the word was space in 2019 or 2020 rather. And then it was spaciousness in 2021. It, it's probably going to be some other variation on that theme this year because I am still looking for that, that feeling of expansiveness and that feeling of um, like white space. Again, with the gentleness, that feeling of I have, I have room around me where I'm not crowded, I'm not claustrophobic, I'm not squeezing, I'm not pushing, I'm allowing myself to expand in a way that feels natural and gentle and open and spacious. Um, but it's funny because I'm hearing, I'm sorry, I'm listening to my own head right now where it's like, well, you can't have <laughs> you, meaning me, <laughs> can't have the same word two years in a row. Of course I can. Of course I can. What rule is that, Paula? <laughs> That's hilarious. My brain offers me interesting rules. Anyways, anyways, let's talk about my goals. Let's talk about my goals because I'm very excited about them because they are more singular this year. Again, coming with this gentleness and this expansiveness is that I am stating one goal and allowing it to unfold in the way that it's going to unfold. My goal this year is that I am creating, and I just want to, I want to stop really quickly right here. Language matters, you guys. This was such a lesson. It's a lesson I'm, I'm having brought to me every day over the past like two weeks where I'm noticing how often language matters. This phrase, I am creating, feels a million times more powerful than I am attracting. That was that was one of the many things that I I worked on last year and never fully resolved and and might continue to work on because part of part of my I am creating still of course involves YouTube and still of course involves attracting subscribers and attracting a following and I'm going to get to that in a minute I'm getting ahead of myself here's my goal I am creating a million dollar business the way that that will unfold is the way that that will unfold the things that I will be focusing on in in an effort to create a million dollar business is that I will of course be publishing my book that is happening and it is so funny because it didn't even make the original goal list because I have so much certainty about that goal <laughs> with zero evidence to support it you guys I have sent out I'm querying agents right now and it's a weird time of year to be querying agents I mean from everything that I have heard is that publishing just kind of shuts down at the end of the year I don't know if that's actually true or not I'm, I'm going with it because there you go. I'm going with it. Um, I have queried five agents so far and received two rejection letters so far, which means that I still have three queries out. So really, as of right now, I have a 100% rejection rate <laughs> because I haven't heard from the other three. So I have, I have absolutely no reason to believe that my book is going to be published except for the fact that of course it is. And truly, if I could give you any gift in the world, it would be the gift of this kind of certainty. It just doesn't even occur to me that this isn't going to happen. And I, I, I tell you that in, in an effort to kind of remind myself that I do still need to do some work to make this happen. <laughs> I feel very certain about it. And sometimes that certainty translates to like, oh, I actually kind of thought it was already done. <laughs> so I 
do still need for my own sake to remind myself to continue to work towards it. But anyways, I am publishing my book this year, meaning that I'm going to have a a contract signed with a publishing house. Not necessarily that the book will come out this year. Again, supply and chain problems and things that are outside of my control. I'm I'm one of one of the many things that I worked on in 2021 and will continue to work on is the language around what is in my control and what is out of my control. And even even the wording of I am publishing my book I am not because I am not self-publishing. What I will do is continue to query until I find an agent. And then I will continue to be with that agent until I sign with a publisher. Therefore, it is my stated goal to sign with a publisher, presumably this year. this This is my 2022 goal. But again, I'm being a little bit softer and gentler and more expansive with myself about these goals. It's going to take as long as it takes the book is being published traditionally through a publishing house when it gets published. The other thing that I'm doing while I am creating a million dollar business is I'm really focusing on the get your goal group. This is my, my I, I call it a private group because it is private. It is my private paid coaching and accountability group that is a source of deep pleasure for me. I love the get your goal group. And I've, I've loved it since I, you know, since it's fruition, no fruition, that's not the right word, since it's inception, gosh, those words don't sound anything alike, that was super funny, since it's inception, which has already been two years, which is so crazy to me, but since I created the Get Your Goal group, I've had, I've had a lot of thoughts about where it might go and what I might do with it that I haven't fully realized even yet, and I noticed that my my drive and my energy is really being pulled towards that group. And I want to go with that. I want to, you know, flow with the energy of that because it is so pleasurable to me to run that group, to create that group, to be in that group, to coach in that group. I find myself thinking about it a lot. So I am already very naturally focusing on it. And what I would like to what I would like to aim my focus on is really specifically growing the group and growing it in a way that still feels as good as it feels right now while helping me meet my monetary goals of creating a million dollar business. Another part, the third arm of my creating my million dollar business is that I am, and here's where the wording really matters. And I, I, I know already that this wording needs work. And I have not put in the time just yet to figure out exactly what this is going to sound like in its final incarnation. Here's what I have right now. Here's what's going on the vision board right now that might get changed. I am attracting a million friends. And that's problematic for two reasons. (laughs) And neither one of them is the word million. (laughs) I've become incredibly comfortable with the word million. I've I've been around people who have really normalized, and by been around, I mean I listen to podcasts. I have been around and listened to podcasts from people who have really normalized running a million-dollar business. The three people that come to mind really quickly off the top of my head, in fact, there's four that come to mind really quickly off the top of my head, and there's probably way more. But Corinne Crabtree, um, who runs a weight loss business, she is also a, a 
not also because I am not. She is a master certified coach through the Life Coach School. Um, another person who runs a million dollar business or actually multi-million dollar um, is Denise Duffield Thomas, who if you've been around, you know that I've been following her for years. Brooke Castillo, who runs the Life Coach School. By the way, Denise Duffield Thomas, um, she runs Money Boot Camp. Um, sorry, I'm I'm umming here because I'm trying to think what is the name of her actual business. I believe that the name of her actual business is just her name. She used to call the Money Boot Camp the Lucky Bitch Boot Camp because that was like her thing about lucky bees and creating money for yourself because she was so lucky and, and stuff like that. And the, the book that I have referenced numerous times, which was how I found her at all, was Get Rich Lucky Bitch. Love her. Um, so she has completely normalized, like just talking about running a million dollar business. The other one is um, Stacey Bayman, who runs the podcast, uh, Make Money as a Life Coach. Absolutely love her. It seems to me like I was thinking about somebody else also, which means that I can tell you several people that I listen to who have just normalized that word million for me. I see myself as a person who is capable of dealing with the word million But the two words that I find problematic in that sentence, I'm attracting a million friends, is the word attracting, because this is work that I've been doing for a while now and still haven't fully resolved about how I see myself as being attractive, which is not just like physically attractive, but like mentally, emotionally, spiritually attractive, and really specifically the combination of attractive and friends. You guys, this is something we've kind of touched on this on the podcast before when I uh, talked to you about my, my thought about being unlikable. But the kind of corollary thought with being unlikable is this thought that I don't have any friends. And even as I'm saying that sentence, my brain is offering me just tons of evidence for it, like historical evidence from, you know, years ago, current evidence from how many people I see on a a weekly basis or get text messages from or, or anything like that. This, this thought, I don't have any friends is something that it's not a stated goal to work on that word friends in my mind, but that is going to be one of the byproducts of having this stated goal of attracting a million friends. I will be sometime this year resolving my thoughts and feelings around the word friends. And the other thing that I'm doing this year, and this is so funny, there was no segue there. Sorry, there was just a really long pause because I was like, do I have more to say about friends? I don't right now. I haven't explored it enough to even share with you, which is why I feel kind of like I'm just leaving it there. Like here's here's a little bit of information and I'm not going to resolve that for you because I don't feel resolved about it myself. So moving on, <laughs> I have one other goal. Now, we have talked about this. Where's your focus? Where's your goals? How many things can you do at once? I know, but here's what I learned in 2021. I really like checking boxes. <laughs> like It feels so satisfying to me. And I wanted to offer myself in the spirit of gentleness, the spirit of spaciousness, I wanted to offer myself another checkbox goal this year. And my checkbox, I really thought long and hard about whether or not I wanted it to have anything to do with running or racing. And this year, I don't, which is not to say that I'm not going to be running or racing. I am, but I didn't want it to be something that I focused on partly because I love running and racing so much that I knew 
that it was therefore going to be my number one goal. I knew that it would just take over naturally because I wouldn't be managing my mind around it. Therefore, I specifically gave myself a checkbox goal that I think is going to be that beautiful balance. I, I suspect that balance might be one of my words this year. That's an interesting thought. That beautiful balance of challenge and corroboration. I am perfectly capable of achieving this goal and it's going to take focus and effort on my part. I will be doing strength training twice a week, every single week, the entire year of 2022. And I know some of you are like, wait, what? You don't? I probably do. I've never quantified it. I feel, I, I know over I, over the average of my year, I absolutely 100%, 100% did 104 strength training workouts this year. Like a hundred, well, not quite this year. I'm recording this right before the end of the year. So technically speaking, no, I have not done like twice this week or whatever. But really, even then, I feel like I've probably already done 104. The recommended dosage for strength training is two to three times a week. I suspect that I probably even average three times a week, but I bet you it's not three. I bet I average like two and a half. But I know for a fact that there are occasional weeks that I don't pick up the dumbbells twice, that I pick them up once. And then, you know, like on the one end of the week, I've got four. And on the other end of that week, I had two or three or whatever. Like I know my average over the course of the year is definitely two, probably as much as two and a half times a week. But the actual sitting down and not sitting down, standing up (laughs) and picking up dumbbells two times a week, every single week is going to be just the right amount of challenging. Partly just because I focusing on it at all. Like I have really, I have just assumed for the last 10 years that I'm doing enough strength training because I know I am, but I want to see those check boxes. I want to see myself get to the end of a week where I was like, oh yeah, I was busy with this. I was busy with that. I thought I was going to film and then the weather was bad. And then, oh yeah, maybe I'll get to it. Blah, blah, blah. I want to see myself wrestle with that. I want to see myself look at those check boxes because I actually, I've not done it yet, but this is what I'm doing uh, for me again, before the end of the year for you before yesterday, I will be creating a chart with 52 weeks and two check boxes every single week. It's not that I'm doing 104 strength training workouts this year. It is that I am doing two strength training workouts every single week, no matter what. I'm very excited about that one. I think I almost feel more excited about that one than the million dollar business right now, just because of the check boxes, just because it feels very neat and tidy and finishable and doable and challenging, but the right kind of challenging. So I'm right this minute. I'm more excited about that one. <laughs> so you guys, you guys, tell me what you're excited about. Tell me what you're excited about and tell me what you think you're going to wrestle with. I, I think this might be the first year. I don't remember. <laughs> I listened. I re-listened to my own podcasts and already don't remember exactly what I said. I feel like I was excited about the challenge of the mental work that I was going to have to do. In fact, I do remember talking about that, about the challenge of becoming half a Millie Paula. And I kind of, I kind of knew which things I was going to wrestle with. I think what I'm excited about this year is some of the not knowing. 
Like what is going to be hard for me? What is going to be challenging for me? What will I feel disappointed about? What other feelings are there that I will find myself not being willing to feel or trying to avoid feeling that I think I'm perfectly capable of, you know, intellectually, intellectually, I'm sitting here right now recording this podcast, like there's no feelings that I avoid anymore. I'm totally willing to feel my feelings. (laughs) No, I'm not. I literally have evidence (laughs) the last several weeks. I've been avoiding feeling something as simple as disappointment. And as soon as I felt it, I felt a million times better. Like, come on. I know this is going to come up again. So I'm excited to get to the end of 2022 and realize that there were feelings that I really wasn't willing to feel that I felt anyways. I'm excited to, to really wrestle with my idea of what is a friend and how, how I fit that definition of being a friend to myself and to others, which I think is the real work there. Just so you know, I think the real work is thinking of myself as a friend to myself. That's really interesting. That just popped into my head. I'm going to write that down before I forget. Anyway, I'm, I'm excited to see how this year unfolds because I don't know how I'm going to make these things happen. I know I am. I know I'm aiming in the right direction. I know there will be boxes to check. I know there will be tears to cry. I know there will be lessons to learn that I don't want to learn. There will be frustrations to be had. There will be, there will be, gosh, here's the challenge I really hope I have. There will be times when I will feel too happy. You guys, I know for a fact, I know for a fact that is one of the feelings that I think I'm willing to feel. And yet, even as I'm saying these words, the massive resistance that is welling up inside of me, I hope that this year offers me the opportunity to feel overjoyed, over successful, over happy, over excited, so that my brain can wrestle with that, so that I can feel those feelings and really allow them to be part of me in a way that that I I have and and also haven't. I, I have watched myself process happiness and I've I've seen myself struggle with it. And I'm excited to see how that will manifest for me this year. I'm excited to see it all. I'm excited about 2022. Not because it's 2020 also, <laughs> but because it's 2022. We're moving forward. We're doing some things. We're getting some goals. So you guys, you know, I want to hear about yours. Wherever you, wherever you see me, wherever we are together, wherever we are friends, because my friends, we are friends. And I'm really happy about that. Ooh, am I over happy about that? Oh my gosh, is that part of why that word is hard for me? Because it makes me feel happy? Oh my gosh, you guys. Okay, for me, it's not even 2022 yet. And I'm already offering myself opportunities to work towards this stuff. Anyway, I'm talking about you. You, come talk to me. Come tell me your things. I want to hear your goals. I hope that it's singular. Even though mine are plural, I hope you have a goal <laughs> this year. And I hope, I hope that you have challenges. I hope that you have corroborations. I hope that you have balance. I hope that you have gentleness. I hope that you have space. I hope that you have friends and love and self-love. <sighs> this is a good one. Thank you for listening. 
Thank you always for being here. Thank you for being my friend. Thank you for coming along with me in 2022. I will talk to you again soon. If you're getting a lot out of the Fitness Matters podcast and you're ready to take it to the next level, you're going to love the Get Your Goal Coaching and Accountability Group. We take all the theory and knowledge here on the podcast and actually apply it in real life on your real weight loss and fitness goals. It's hands-on, it's fun, and it works. Find out more at paulabfitness.com slash get-your-goal. And let's get your goal.